The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast, and I'm your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to our show. Man, the Niners game is right around the corner this Saturday, by the way, and things are popping at camp. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I love it. We'll talk about that and much more here on show 243. Just when you thought that our offseason was normal, actually better than normal, yeah, shit hits the fan. Well, there you go. That's the Raider Nation. That's the Raider <laughs> tradition. Actually, it has been for some time. And uh, there you go. There's all kinds of situations going on. We're going to hit on that. Well, let's look at the show for today. All right, here we go. Our first story will be, well, some hillbilly bullshit. We're talking about Brett Favre, Brett Favre. And I hope we never hear another word about this guy, but I got to hit on this because it just pisses me off. So you're going to hear that. Also, everybody loves the Raiders. Dirty laundry. That's right. Dirty laundry is the word, and everybody loves to just rummage through it. There's dirty laundry all over the NFL, but they love the Raiders. Dirty laundry, the best. Okay, the next story will be Raiders have a spaz over Chaz. That's right. We all can have a spaz over Chaz. Our number one receiver down with a broken toe. Uh, you're going to technical metatarsal. Um, ain't that some bullshit? We'll hit on that. And also, Lorenzo had to go. Lorenzo had to go. I don't know why. We'll hit on that, too. And, of course, the bone line. And that will be our show for the day. So stay tuned. Later. Nation! Before I get too far into the show, I want to hit on one thing, a big event. You guys got to be here because it's the place to be. Ricky's. That's right. Voted number two sports bar in America by Sports Illustrated. That's a fact. It's the second annual Raiders fan convention gathering of the silver and black. It will be held at Ricky's Sports Bar and Theater and Grill in San Leandro. Check it out. www.rickys.com. It is a very cool bar. It is a beta bar, and that's where we go to party before the games. It's very, very cool. The night before, they always have Raider Head. I mean, it's a tradition. The place is always rocking. This is the second annual event. I'm glad they started this. It needed to have this thing going. They'll have a lot of people there, prizes, raffles, merchandise. There'll be players. Uh, there'll be uh, cheerleaders. There'll be, and perhaps even Randy and I will be there with the video cameras. Check it out. And if you want to check out some more, www.raidersfanconvention.com. Check that out. Get on there, and uh, you'll be able to see what's happening there and what's going on on September 26, 2009. If you can make it there, if you're in the area, if you want to make a special trip, it will be worth your while because the fans will be crazed. It will be awesome. And hopefully by then we'll be well on our way to capturing the AFC West 
what a way to start the season. So check it out. You got to be there or be square. All right, let's see. That's right. Brett Favre, Brett Favre. Our next story, Brett Favre. I say, ain't that some hillbilly flip-flopping bullshit? Brett Favre, the once-renowned great quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, what, for 16 seasons? Took the team to the Super Bowl twice, won it once. The beloved guy that changed their entire football team is now a Viking. In and out of retirement, like flipping a fucking hot dogs and hamburgers on a grill. The guy doesn't make his mind up. He has people begging him. He affects lives of players, multiple players in multiple situations. You just think about it. You're on a team and you don't know if Favre is coming or going. The coach isn't honest with you. Certainly not honest with the fans. That's some fucked up shit. He has the control of guys' lives in his hand and he's being a little bitch. At $10 to $11 million a year, the guy is 39 years old. He'll be 40 in October. Get the hell out of here. I would be flipped out if I was a Vikings fan. Not as flipped out as if I were if I was our next quarterback. I mean, I don't know much about the Vikings franchise. I know they got one of the best offensive lines in the league. But please, the instant victory and instant gratification ain't going to happen. Favre's an eye guy. The team knows it. He doesn't even show up to camp, and that's some bullshit. And his teary-eyed bullshit thing that he had on, on sports media that encompassed the entire media networks was just a bunch of bullshit. Sounded like a three-year-old child justifying why he got his hand caught in the cookie jar. Make up your man. Man up to what you say. Retire and get the hell out. Because your time has come and gone, and hopefully the fans will be able to forget your antics of the last couple years because, you know what, Brett? You're some bullshit. And I'm tired of hearing about you, and that is all I have to say about you, punk. Everybody loves it. Mainstream media can't get enough of the Raiders. Dirty laundry.
That's right, Raider Nation. Dirty laundry. Everybody's got it. Skeleton in the closet. You call it what you will. We all have something going on in the closet. And the Raiders have always had something going on. And it seems to be the big news in all of sports, no matter what. There are 32 teams in the NFL. And don't tell me that a coaching situation hasn't come up where a coach has wanted to punch out another coach. In this testosterone-driven league, and you know exactly what I'm saying, there's no freaking way that men in a situation of high pressure can't come to blows. It's made for blows. It's one of those things that happens. It's like somebody spits in your face, you go to blows. It's like somebody gets in your face, you go to blows. Somebody talks about your mom, yes, you go to blows. What can I say? That, that's exactly what happens. So the fact that perhaps there was some type of an altercation, and don't get me wrong here, it could have been a full-out right-hand punch from left field that sent this guy through a window. I don't know. It could have been a slip and a fall. I don't know. One of those things that the cops come to a party, two guys fight, they say, you're both going to jail, and nobody presses charges, and everybody walks away. This is what I'm thinking more of the situation. Both these guys are responsible adults, and they're men. Man up and move on. And I think that's what's going to happen. But the fact that the mainstream media comes out with this, and especially writers like Nancy Gay, that's right, and Tim Kawakami, Samurai. That's some bullshit. That's right. They come out right away, swinging and a-hollering to the highest heights that Tom Cable broke the jaw of his assistant coach Hanson. Please give me a freaking break. Settle down. Take a Prozac. Slap a pad, partner. And learn your job as a dog sports media so-called expert. You know, opinion is one thing, and fact is something else. Yet again, the Bay Area shows no love or truth for the Raiders. They jump into dirty laundry just like they have to find a story somewhere because, hey, dirty laundry from the Raiders sells. Raiders news that is dirty sells. It makes it all the time. There's not a person that doesn't jump onto the dirty laundry. There's a couple, Adam Scheffner. Uh, There's a couple of good media guys that are in our corner and that are real media, uh, sports media experts, professionals that take everything with a grain of salt and deliver true journalism um, and not fantasy journalism like the two aforementioned yeeks. That's what I'll say. Um, Unbelievable. So don't get emotional. There's nothing that's going to come out of this bunch of dirty laundry except for uh, maybe some Tide to clean it all up. Because Al Davis is throwing the Tide on in the laundry, and that's going to be it. It's going to be clean. It's already clean. The evidence is gone. There's nothing that happened. It's over. It's an afterthought. Unless Hanson is a super pussy and he sues somebody or something like that happens. Don't think that that might not. (laughs) Trust me. Anything could happen. But I just think it's a mountain made a mountain out of a molehill. It's typical any kind of inference of something happening with the Raiders. It's national sports news, and it's fact 
before it's fact-checked. And I think that that is typical dirty laundry that everybody loves about the Raiders. But look at it this way, Raider Nation. Would you rather be a Lions fan? (laughs) Well, hell no, man. They don't even talk about those guys. The Raider Nation is always in the spotlight. And I don't give a shit. One way or another, the nation stands together. And you know what? We support our team. And that's a fact. And we know what's bullshit. And we know what's not. And that's why I have this podcast. Because that's no bullshit. And that is what I have to say about that. So I guess Lorenzo had to go? What? (laughs) That's some bullshit. Baby, what a big surprise. Right before my bed. That's right, Raider fans. Lorenzo Neal is no longer an Oakland Raider. I don't know what happened. I really can't tell you. Uh, You're not going to know or I'm not going to know unless Lorenzo speaks up later. But that was a very surprising move from this Raider fan and everyone else for that matter because the blogs are going nuts over this decision. They said that they cut fullback Lorenzo Neal, a 17-year veteran with a great track record of blocking as a fullback for Rashad Baker, who was very productive last year for the Raiders, but they cut him. But now he's back, and they said they needed room, so they got rid of Lorenzo Neal. Well, there's a whole lot of people that they could have got rid of, Marcel Reese or Gary Russell and people like that that haven't even really started their career and haven't proved that they're good enough to take the job anyway. But that's weird that they cut him. Here's another thing that I think is strange, is that Lorenzo Neal's been a mouthpiece for the Oakland Raiders. He has been on interview after interview, uh, NFL Network, Sirius Radio. I mean, he has been on track talking about the running game and how good the team is and very positive about the Raiders. And I quite honestly saw him play well during the game, uh, Dallas game, I don't understand the cut at all. Doesn't make any sense to this Raider fan at all. So maybe his his uh, his time in camp wasn't well. Maybe, I don't know, but it sure was an odd time to cut him. And it certainly was a, a bullshit excuse that we needed to cut him to get Richard Baker. Another rumor I'm hearing is Jerry Porter might come back. And that would be a humongous freaking mistake. What a loser, bad teammate, and cancer immediately in the locker room. Do not pick Porter up. He's a punk-ass bitch. And I ain't kidding. I ain't trying to sugarcoat nothing. Uh, We've seen him before. He is no fan of the Raiders, and he's certainly no fan of the Raider Nation. And uh, we don't need his ass around here. But this was certainly a surprising move. Uh, for Lorenzo Neal, a big-time problem that I thought we had because we lost our fullback, and uh, Luke Lawton filled in. He did okay, but he wasn't the spectacular as, as O'Neal was. But, hey, your guess is as good as mine. Who knows? But the fact that this comes along the heels of the cable incident, whatever you want to call it, 
just leaves kind of a bitter taste in this Raider fan's mouth because I don't want any other bullshit going down like this. So let's knock this crap off and move forward, shall we, Raider Nation? That's what I thought. Because uh, any more of this, I can't take that bullshit anymore. <laughs> and neither can the rest of the nation. Get it together. Okay, let's move on. The Raiders have a spaz over Chaz Shillings. That's right. Spaz over Chaz. I'm having a spaz, aren't you? Check it out. Chaz Gillen's fractured his fifth metatarsal bone. That's right. In other words, he busted his foot uh, on a route against the 40 Winers. Boy, what a bummer that is. Say he'll be out six to eight weeks. I think that's some bullshit. The amount of torque and pressure put on that bone, regardless of whether it gets a screw in it, which it did get today, he had surgery, is going to be tough for him the rest of the season. He won't be able to really get moving, I think, until the end of the year or next season at best. So really, Raider fans, I don't believe I'm going to count on him this season, um, especially with that type of injury, very, very big-time injury for a wide receiver. Because of the cuts they have to make and the type of foot movement they have, it is a tough, tough road. You ever see how much their foot's taped up? Check out the wide receiver's foot and ankle sometime. Just check it out. And then the running back. They're probably the two most taped-up guys in the entire doggone roster. So without Chaz Shillings, we're looking at Darius Hayward Bay, who was actually listed as the number one right receiver uh, on the right side. So, so I don't know. We'll see. Johnny Lee Higgins, of course, a star from last season, is ready to go, and he, he's got the power. I heard him on Sirius Radio, and he has pumped up for the season. He's a sharp kid. He's got a great wit, a nice personality. All the guys really sounded good. Uh, I mean, um, everybody. Tom uh, Thomas Howard, uh, Kirk Morrison, they were joking around. It was great. The team seems like he has a really good, good heart. Uh, but back to wide receivers, we still have Jonathan Harlan, who looked pretty good too, so he might come up. Sean Bays, uh, he's on the roster. Uh, let's not forget Todd Watkins and Nick Miller, who catches everything on the field. You never know. Lewis Murphy, another guy that has saw a lot of action, a little bit rough, but, man, he's showing some talent out there. And the kid has got some hands. So we're not, you know, it's not the tragedy upon tragedy because we do have some other people that can catch the ball. But it is a big-time shot to all of us who are looking for big plays from Chaz Shillings. I am bummed. You should be bummed. Uh, perhaps he can come out at the end of the season. If we are making a run, you never know. Uh, miracles have happened, and this too could be a miracle that definitely could happen. So check it out, Raider Nation. Don't be bummed. Things could be better. But I do think that after the surgery that he had today, that he's going to be a lot longer than four weeks um, to recover. I really do. I'm not trying to uh, – I'm not trying to, to soft-step anything or, 
or uh, to make anything like it's not, because it's going to take this kid at least three months to even be able to do the right thing on his foot. And if he continues to play on it, it's going to take longer to heal. So let's just hope for the best, Raider Nation, because we did lose our number one wide receiver. It is tragic, but we do have hope. Uh, hope is in the younger players. We have one guy. That's Johnny Lee Higgins. He's the guy who's got experience. Other than that, that's it. So uh, Jonathan Holland, too. So let's not forget those guys because they could step up. Someone's going to have to step up and fill the void, and it will happen, I'm sure. And that is all I have to say about that. In this last couple weeks, we've discovered two, not one, but yes, two raging, smelly, stinky, sticky assholes of the month. That's right. We're back. We're back in force. And we have two raging assholes we're going to talk about right now. And check it out. Well, our first raging asshole, and I mean asshole, will be from RealClearSports.com. Real clear, all right. Clear as diarrhea. Art Spander. That's right, Art. You're an asshole. You're a raging, smelly, stinky asshole for your article entitled Raiders Controversy, Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Wow, what a title. What imagination. You must have won a Pulitzer somewhere in your life. Goes on to talk about how the Raiders assistant coach had a smashed up jaw. A totally smashed up jaw. Nice description, Art. Talks about the Raiders' dysfunction being ongoing. And this stuff happens to the Raiders all the time. He rallies in the six straight losing seasons phenomena for some time and the joke of the mantra commitment to excellence, citing those six years of losing. He hits a little bit on Al Davis in the Lane Kiffin controversy, and he goes on and on about amused quarterback named Nyambi Asamoa and how he got paid too much money to stay in Oakland. Well, evidently, and then he also hits a little bit on the Raider Nation down here in his article about how the fans say nothing happened and they're always on the positive side regardless of the situation. Well, Art, that's the Raider Nation, you dumb shit. Expand your horizons, Art. Come to the Raider Nation. Enjoy some barbecue. Have some beers. Talk to some attorneys, along with cops, firemen, uh, brain surgeons, you name it. Oh, they're here. Also, the working man, everybody who does work is a Raider fan. I'm telling you right now, we're the most blue-collar fans in the nation, Padna. And if you knew anything about the Raider Nation, you would love us because we are diehard, and no matter what happens, we hang on. 
There's no bandwagon in Oakland, Padna, unlike New York, Philadelphia, Boston, any other East Coast city that loves to rant about the dysfunctional Raiders but have no clue as what it's all about because they've never stepped foot in Oakland. So stick it up your stinky ass, Art. And this is for your twin brother or sister. Let's go into this particular idiot for just a moment, please. The great Pulitzer Prize winner, another guy that should be absolutely banished from sports writing because he makes absolutely no sense like our buddy Art, is Joe Posnansky, okay? Posnansky. That's right, Joey, from SI.com, no less, who truly has never had any love for the Oakland Raiders. This is another moronic article that starts off with the title, of course, There's Something Maddening and Engaging About Raiders Fans. Think about it. There's Something Maddening and Engaging About Raiders Fans. The title is senseless, as is the article. It goes on to talk about the Raider fans and how they talk about the past and the last Super Bowl in 2003 and 76 and 84 and the great teams of the 80s and 25-year span of excellence and the commitment to excellence, which he, of course, makes fun of. Somewhere in here, he talks about Bruce Springsteen. And glory days, making absolutely no sense whatsoever because then he flips right into Darth Vader and a biker Woodstock every home Sunday in the parking lot. That's correct. A biker Woodstock. What the fuck? Do you absolutely know anything about this team? You certainly don't know anything about the fans. These kind of articles just infuriate me Because not only are they nonsensical, they're insulting to anybody with an education. And anybody who has anything to do with the Raiders franchise or the team or has a love for the Raiders looks at these things and just doesn't even pay freaking attention. These articles are for the masses, the Raider haters. These are guys that jump into the Raiders' dirty laundry and love to pick out every little brown turd in the crotch. These guys are the suckwads of the bottom of the barrel of the grotiest, nastiest, most putrid porta potty there ever was. These guys are true assholes. And that's why they are assholes of the month. That's why they will never be on any major TV network or anything else because they are losers. Poor writers at best, terrible journalists, and they couldn't put five words together to make sense. And that is all I have to say about that. (laughs) Assholes. And I was talking to your mother just the other night. I told her I thought you were an asshole. She said yes.
Well, you know what time it is. It's time for the Bone Line. bone. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Throw your bones. It's going to be the season, man. I know everybody's going to be out there, and the phone lines are jamming. There's a lot of calls, so we're going to be screening some of them, so make them short, make them good. You know what I'm saying, man. We'll get you in here. But this is the bone line for this week. Check it. Check it. My good brother, Raider Mike, the seat of wisdom in the Raider Nation. What do you have to say, brother? Raider Greg, this is Raider Mike. Uh, I heard your uh, last podcast, and I heard a call call in about Kiffin, and and, uh, he has a point there. If you look back in the archives, man, I never liked Kiffin, man. You can you can listen to any show, me calling in, and I always said Kiffin was a little bitch. And uh, I, I'm I'm so glad that that uh, we got the you know basic cable like you and everybody else was saying. Good old basic cable. We'll look at it, basic cable now, huh? It looks pretty good to me actually. And uh, you know I knew Kiffin was a piece of shit the minute that he started uh, McClown over uh, Dante Culpepper and, uh, you know, and also when he, uh, you know, didn't call those two timeouts in Buffalo last year at the end of the game and, the t- at, you know, that last drive, he didn't even call He had two timeouts in his pocket and he didn't even call it. I knew that Kiffin was a piece of shit right then and there. And then you got these people making these websites saying, save Kiffin, and everybody was just so blindly trying to say, we can't leave Kiffin. We'll never make it back. And then now, look at us now. We win one preseason game, and everybody's talking playoffs or, you know, talking big season. And, and to me, as far as I can see, I've still seen the, the running back slice our run D up like Swiss cheese. I, I wasn't one bit thrilled about the way I saw in our defense in that preseason game against the Cowboys. I do think that our offense has made some serious strides. I do think the team is playing with a lot more confidence. I do believe the team has a lot more veteran leadership on their team now. They're not as young as they used to be, and they will thrive this year. And I do believe they're good for seven or eight wins. I mean, come on, you know, let's not get unrealistic. But, I mean, to say Kiffin was any good at all, it's just ridiculous. I, I smelt him out from day one when he started McClown, man. That was the, the, the lamest thing ever. Or that last year's preseason when uh, when he came out and just threw the ball like every down, but didn't even like run the ball the entire game. Just threw like every down. I'm like, what what kind of coach does that in preseason? That that was the lamest thing ever because he sucks and he's gonna get just throttled in Tennessee. I, I don't see him doing it. I'd be surprised if he does anything in Tennessee. So fuck Kiffin, he'd go fuck himself. And uh, good old basic cable, I guess, isn't basic anymore, is he? Anyway, I'm done ranting. I love you guys, and uh, one week till the draft, one week till the draft, one week till the draft, and you all get your ass kicked. Ah, ha, 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 Well, that's why you're the seat of wisdom, man. You knew Kiffin all along. You called it from the beginning. And Basic Cable, that's exactly what I called him as Basic Cable, uh, and if you remember why we called him Basic Cable, his first couple games were, well, they were basic. And Kiffin and Raul never got along. It was a problem from the beginning. I will say that for sure. I will say that the starting McClown was not his 
decision. I bet you it was Al's. But we could go back and forth all day. Thing is, Kiffin's gone. He's not our coach. I don't give a shit about what happens to him or what he goes or where he, where he goes. I thought he was a good coach. He certainly changed the atmosphere in the locker room immediately after the Art Shell debacle. And Mike, you have to give that to me, don't you? Well, I don't know what you thought about Cable, but I know you weren't saying that he's going to be the second coming of John Madden. That's a fact. Long story short, we have a new season, and we have a new attitude, and the team looks pretty good, except for the defense, I'll have to say. we got a long ways to go. Seven wins would be awesome. I say if we beat San Diego, the first game of the season would be the awesome year for me. I'd love to see the Damien on the bench crying. But as far as Kiffin goes, I really don't care what he's doing or where he's going. All right, who's next? We have Raider Chris from Scranton, Pennsylvania. What you got to say, my brother? What's up, Raider Nation? It's Raider Chris, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Shout out to Pennsylvania Raider. Just want to comment on one quick signing. Manning Jr., I like it. I like the signing of the cornerback. Gives Asimawa some help. Got rid of Jabril Wilson, which was a mistake. But we bring in a veteran cornerback. He got in some trouble a couple years ago. But he passed that, and everything's good. Definitely quick. He's tough. I'm liking that signing. More and more each day, these Raiders are coming around. May take that AFC West. Go Raiders. Here we come playoffs. Look out, Broncos and the boltless charge nuts. Raider Nation, one love. I'm out. Yeah, it was a very good signing. I do like uh, I like his speed. I like his size. I know he's, he's short, but he's stout. And like I said, he's a great chipper. Um, he's great at throwing people off the routes, and he's quick to the ball. I think it was a good pickup, too. We'll see. Man, there's a whole lot of action that happens to get down to that 53-man roster, and it's coming quick. We'll see up against San Francisco how our defense fares against the run because Gore, I guess, wants to gore us. Whatever. All right, man. Thanks for the call, brother. Who's next? We have my good brother from Las Vegas, Raider Steve. Throw them dice, partner. Hey, Raider Greg. Uh, long time no speak. This is Raider Steve in Vegas. Um, I just called in. Um, I've been following the podcast. Everything's been great, man. Uh, Raider's looking good. We just whooped uh, Dallas's ass. Uh, everything's looking good. And then all of a sudden last night I, I hear about Tom Cable knocking out one of our coaches, which don't get me wrong, I think it's kind of, you know, I like having a tough coach and a hard-ass coach. I think it's good for the Raiders. But uh, all the media's coming down. And then Chaz Schillen's got hurt today. And, uh, man, I just feel like I, I'm starting to feel that, that dark cloud come over the sunshine, man, that is, uh, you know, the Raiders looking good this year. And I'm starting to feel a little down. Uh, all you know, we we've got to we've just got to fucking flatten the Chargers in that first game. We have to beat them that first game. That's the most important game of the season. Uh, I really think it's just it's it's really really important that we beat the Chargers. Anyway, I'm frustrated. I'm a little pissed off about Schillings getting hurt. Um, hopefully Walker will come back and do good for us. Love the show. Keep up the good work. I'm gonna try and get out to Oakland out there uh, with my uh, fiance this year again. Had a blast last year, and um, talk to you soon. Take care. Yeah, well, you know, the coaching thing, no big deal. Chaz Schillens is a huge hit 
Huge. Javon Walker, if he's ever going to be a miracle, ever going to be the man, ever going to be the comeback kid, it has to happen this season, this year. Because that's the only way we're going to really – we need his veteran leadership. We need him on the field. We got to beat the Chargers. I've been saying it. I'll ran it right here with you, brother, because you are 100% correct. That is the most important game of the season, the most. We need to build confidence and momentum. That's how you start on the uphill slope, by beating the first and a division rival. Got to do it. We have to do it. It's necessity. We got to put the hurt on them motherfuckers. Okay, that's it. I'm ranting. Who's next? We have a new caller. Raider Frank, 14 years old, right on, Raider Nation. What you got to say, Frank? What's up, Raider Greg? It's Raider Frank, 14 years old and first-time caller. Just wanted to talk about uh, Mr. Mink, Jamarcus Russell. He looks solid in the start against the Cowboys. But after I watched it a few times, I noticed some things that I'd like to point out. He really needs to stare away at the safeties. That first pass to uh, Darius Hayward Bay would have been a uh, a catch, maybe six if you use the speed we know DHB has. Really impressed with Schilling. It looks like it's going to be a good season. Derek McFadden looked good with that uh, 40-something yard run. Really looked like his runs with Arkansas. The signing of uh, Ricky Manning was good, although he doesn't have the size that we really need at the cornerback spot, he being a uh, 5'9", But uh, hopefully he can help out Chris Johnson and Stanford route with that second cornerback. He did look good with the Bears in 2006 Super Bowl, though. That season was good. Um, Greenwood is what we need to help out Ricky Brown at the outside linebacker spot. That's pretty much all. Go Raiders. Beat the Niners. Raider Frank out. Well, Raider Frank, i got to tell you, I agree with Russell's situation because he doesn't look off his receivers at all. Gives the safeties and the defensive backs a total clue on where the ball is going, thus the three interceptions in practice against the 49ers the other day. Ricky Manning is a good defensive back, and especially is the chip at the line. He's very good at throwing people off their route, off their timing. That's where he's the best. He's also quick, and he can jump like a gazelle. His vertical leap is unbelievable, so he's a good pickup. Now, Rashard Baker, we just picked up two as a safety, so I think he might be thrown into the mix and maybe even help with the defensive back position on that side of the ball. I have to agree with you. Good call, great information, good football stuff. Keep calling, brother. Good time. All right, now who's next? We have the Archangel, my good brother, from Stone Mountain, Georgia. You know I'm going to have to get up there sometime. It sounds like a great place. What you got to say, my brother? Raider Greg, Raider Nation, Archangel here. Are you guys ready for some football? Man, I know y'all are happy just like I am that we finally got some games that we can watch. Uh, I noticed a little late as far as calling about the first preseason game against Dallas. and uh, Yeah, we won. But uh, Jamarcus Russell, he really didn't do too well I mean, as far as when he uh, had a chance to uh, quarterback the team and all that. I mean, he really didn't look really that well. That's all I can say. But, hey, I guess only because you don't have uh, Jeff Garcia pushing on being that Jeff Garcia is having that same old calf, calf injury that he's been having for the past I don't know how many years. So uh, I guess he's not worried about anybody really pushing him. So you know he's got the number one quarterback spot locked up. 
Um, the defense, they're like the same old defense. Uh, we can't stop the run because uh, Romo took that team up the field on these, us kind of easy. And basically it came from us not putting any pressure on the quarterback and also them running the ball. And you know what? Uh, being I'm a retired uh, Navy veteran, uh, I maybe should go ahead and apply for that Raiders defensive coordinator job because a good defense, you need to put court, uh, pressure on the quarterback. Now, for a team who has a good passing game, all you got to do, we got the best corners in the game, right? That's what everybody's saying. Since we got the best corners, force the team to go ahead and run the ball. If they're going to run the ball, load the box up. I'm not talking about eight in the box like I keep hearing. Put nine in the box. Force these teams who can go ahead and run real good to pass the ball. That way we can go ahead and see what our corners really can do. That's all you have to do, but we have to put pressure on the quarterback. Also, we got to stop the run. Uh, whoever that cornerback was, uh, I think his number was 27 for the Raiders, who got three freaking penalties. Oh, man, I sure hope they go ahead and cut this joker quick because we don't need anything like that. DHB, uh, uh, guy got a lot of work still. I mean, he can run some pretty good goal routes and all that, but uh, like I said, it really wasn't his fault that those balls were kind of like underthrown. It was uh, Jamarcus' fault. But uh, anyway, like I said, I'm happy that we got some football. Look forward to watching this uh, 49ers preseason game to see if we did have an improvement after having a little uh, time off. Also, sitting here watching NFL Network and ESPN on my split screen, uh, 70 inch wide screen television, and I see that Tom Cable has been in the altercation as far as with the defensive assistant. Breaking his jaw. Man, oh man. <laughs> I thought it, I knew it was too easy that he was going to have us a good offseason uh, with no alter, uh, altercations or anything whatsoever. We've been out of the news, but once again, we're back in the news and. From what big old Warren Sapp had to say, he's saying that the league has to suspend uh, Tom Cable because there's a felony in California for uh, any police reporters done. So we might be losing our head coach for a number of games there, but we just had to wait and see. Anyway, Raider Nation, it was good hollering at you, Thug. You'll be hearing from me again. Go Raiders. Peace. Yeah, well, Russell didn't look good. You know what? He would not look off his receiver. Those defensive backs could see where the ball was going the whole doggone time. You know, I, I'm not liking that. I'm not liking the defense. It's the same old defense that was permeated with running holes to the tune of 8, 14, and 12 yards in that drive that Romo put on. You know, you saw it. And number 27, hey, they should have cut him instead of Lorenzo Neal, don't you think? Neal was playing. No penalties. Did a good job. I just don't understand it. Is this just the time when the Raiders melt down? <laughs> good Lord. Please say it ain't so. DHB, whatever. I mean, he's not that good. He's a definite project. He may be fast, but he's being jammed at the line of scrimmage, and he ain't getting any separation. They're double-teaming him, and they're working him over. As far as Warren Sapp goes... That fat-ass blowhard has nothing to good to say about the Raiders since he left. Who knows? Maybe he didn't get enough love. Maybe didn't Al didn't kiss him at night before he went to bed. Maybe he was an abused child. I don't know. But Warren, keep your fat ass out of the Oakland Raiders. 
Why don't you continue to poke fun at your old team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? That's right. They're the ones that are all jacked up right now. The firing of Gruden, all this drama. I don't hear any bullshit coming from that end of this field or the, the doggone NFL. Keep your goat-smelling ass out of Oakland, you fat fuck, because I'm sick of your opinion, because it means nothing. Because you weren't a Raider, you're not a Raider, you never were a Raider. So sap opinions mean absolutely nothing. Zero. Thanks, Archangel. Thanks for the call, brother. All right, who's next? We have the Nature Boy, Raider Josh. <laughs> what do you got to say, man? <laughs> Raider Nation, what is up? This is the Nature Boy. Woo! Raider Josh, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, awesome fucking podcast. I've checked out about five or six of them now and love every single one. Keep up the great job, fellas. Uh, first of all, want to say uh, a big fuck you to Michael Crabtree. You want top five money? You should have went in the top fucking five. You cry, baby. Fuck you. Stop bitching. Sign your contract. Make a fucking career if you can, you piece of shit. Second of all, I can't wait till we're in Frisco this coming Saturday afternoon to stomp those pieces of fucking faggot shit from across the bay. I hate you. I am like most Raider fans. I hate the fucking Broncos. I hate the Chargers. But growing up in the Bay Area, San Leandro, right across the bay, we had Frisco. That's my number one team. I hate them with a passion. We need to go to their city and crush their spirit and fuck them up. So last thing i got to say to you, Raider fans, keep walking that walk, talking that talk, and when you see one of those bitch-ass Frisco fans, you kick them in the cock. I'm out. Whoa, brother. You definitely got some hatred for that gold and red. That's for sure. I said, damn. As far as Crabtree goes, I said it before, he needs to get a mock contract so he can get some mock money. And we can get mock jerseys, too, for that geek. I love it. I love it that it's 49ers' problem. If it was a Raiders' problem, it would be on every day. The news would be pummeled with the Crabtree news. But since it's the 49ers, you don't hear nothing. So there you go. Whatever. Yeah, I hate the Niners, too. But you know what? It's a great rivalry. It'll be a great game. I hope we kick their ass. All right. Thanks for the call. Who's next? We have Raider Ho in the Coachella Valley. Been there, done that. I used to live there, partner. Okay, what you got to say, brother? Hey, what's up, Raider Nation? This is Joel, a.k.a. Raider Ho. Hey, guys, out here in Coachella Valley. Got a couple things I want to get off my chest. Uh, first of all, the Cowboys game. Uh, I'm not too excited about it. Uh, yeah, we did win. It was great to see a win, but I just wasn't um, convinced uh, with our defense. And then um, second thing is uh, Tom lights out cable. Hey, you mouth after that guy, you're going to get the right hook. Um, what a man. That's uh, got to fire up everybody. And it's about time somebody kicks some ass in our camp over there. And thirdly, uh, got the bad news today that uh, Schilling's number 81 is out with a broken foot. Ouch. 
what a major setback that is. Uh, hopefully we can bounce back. Uh, I'm not sure how long it takes for him. Hopefully he's not out for the season. Anyway, guys, great show. Once again, this is Raider Ho in the Coachella Valley. And uh, looking forward to that uh, Monday night game. Uh, it'd be nice to pull out a W against the stinking, boltless, deadless Chargers. Anyway, take care, guys, and I'm out. Late. Yeah, our defense is suspect, man. I feel the same way. It's only preseason. We better get it together there. And losing Chaz Shillings, that's a knife to the heart, too. Well, we got to just do the best we can do. We have receivers. We have to, people have to step up. People have to make it happen. And uh, you know that it is. And lights out cable, well, it happens. It's passion. There's things that happen. Come on. Come on, you guys. It ain't nothing but nothing. All right. Who's next? Raider Nation, we have Raider Mike from Gainesville, Florida. Man, there's a lot of Raider fans. In Florida, man, you guys better get together and make yourself a club because there's a lot of y'all. Okay, what you got to say, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Mike, Gainesville, Florida. Hey, give you a call. I guess uh, everybody's heard the news. I guess two bad blows that we got uh, pretty much today. Uh, well, last night, I guess, start with the this rumors about Cable getting into a fight with uh, our assistant uh, defensive coordinator, assistant or assistant coach. Well, I looked on ESPN at Mark Slareth. He basically said he spoke with Cable and he believes Cable that there was no altercation. And so does Adam Schefter. Saw that last night on ESPN, which uh, I was kind of surprised. Both of them pretty much sided with Cable. I heard, uh, well, saw that last night on ESPN. But anyway, um, as far as that situation, I think the media, of course, you know, anything with the Raiders, they blow it out of proportion. I mean, um, I mean, it probably was some type of argument. I don't know about an altercation, but it may have been, you know, maybe some shoving or something. I don't know. But who knows? But oh, no one knows except for Cable and that defensive coordinator and whoever else was in the clubhouse when this occurred. Uh, but anyway, uh, that, you know, is, I'm not so – don't really care about that, but I wanted to, you know, touch bases about that. But uh, things that I'm upset and down on is Chaz Schilling's got a broken foot and he's out indefinitely. So I don't know what that means. I mean, uh, hopefully it's not that severe. He won't. He'll be out just maybe for training camp and maybe miss one or two games. We'll have him back. I'm hoping that's the case. But I'm just kind of bummed. Even though we have a, you know, a whole crop of receivers, they're all untested. So basically, it looks like we're going to have two rookie receivers starting: Hayward Bay and Lewis Murphy. Now, I know Lewis Murphy is a little bit more polished than Hayward Bay. But I'm kind of uncomfortable with two rookies starting. And, you know, like I said, Johnny Lee Higgins, he's too small to start. He's more of a slot receiver. He has pretty good hands, but he's still learning the position, too. He's more of a, you know, special teams punt returner type guy. Explosive that way. So, Chad Schiller looked great in that first preseason game. Looked like him and Jamarcus were on the same page. Now, you know, we're back to square one with the receivers. But, uh, you know, I guess we've got – Champagne Walker, he's going to have to come through. I mean, hopefully he'll be ready for training camp. We got him, and then we got – I like that guy, Will Franklin, that we had, that we picked up from the Lions. He seems to be a pretty decent receiver. So, I don't know. I'm just kind of concerned about our receiver core. Now, I thought we were okay there, but now this injury kind of set us back a little bit. But maybe, you know, Chaz will be back, and you know, like I said, 
or maybe only miss maybe one or two regular season games. We'll see. But I just wanted to call in about that, and I guess hopefully we get healthy. Go Raiders. Peace. A lot of valuable football information there, Mike. Well, let's see. Mike Sclera, I think that's his name, the the Broncos, the ex-Bronco sports guy, has never, and I mean never, been pro-Raider anything and has always taken the other side. I am blown away that uh, he took Cable's side and and quashed the rumor. Now, I'm not surprised by Adam Scheffner, but I am so surprised by Mark Sclera, man. That guy hates us fully. So uh, that goes says a lot. Either the mafia told him to shut his face, or uh, or he just believes that. That's very cool. Chaz Schillens, that's a brutal hit. We have Higgins, but don't forget we got Jonathan Holland, who didn't really have a breakout season, but he could he could come up because he's a big big receiver too. And Higgins is uh, I think you better expect a little more from this guy. He's a fiery dude. I think he'll come through, and he's the guy I'd put my money on as far as a horse goes to get through in this race. Now, Javon Walker, this is if there's ever going to be a miracle, this is the season that he has to become a miracle, the comeback player of the year. That's what we need. And I would hope that they give this kid, Nick Miller, a shot at uh, wide receiver. That kid needs to needs to get out there and do it. Talk about a great receiver. I think he would be great. Belitnikov, number two, he looks great. Thanks for the call once again. A lot of great football knowledge. Thank you, brother. And who's next? We have the Jersey Raider. Lay it down, brother. Raider Greg, Raider Greg, Raider Greg. This is Jersey Raider calling in. And let me just start off by saying that I think we had a good preseason effort against the Cowboys, uh, what was it, last weekend. You know, I think the offense, you know, they played well. Jay was, he was all right. McFadden looked good. Uh, so I think it's hope for, you know, for this team and the offense going into this year. You know, some definite positives to look forward to. Uh, fortunately, Chad Shillings, uh broke a bone in his foot today, I heard. He's going to be out the next few weeks. So we're going to miss him. But... I must say, Raider Greg and Raider Nation, this whole news about Tom Cable punching out one of the uh, assistant defensive coaches, you know what? It's just ridiculous, man. Whether or not it's true, you just can't have this. You know, you need you need more stability within the organization. You need, especially your head coach to show leadership. I mean, for as good as, as, good as the guy as Nandi is, he can't be the only one showing stability and leadership. You need to see that from someone else, whether it be Russell, whether it be Head coach Tom Cable, McFadden, somebody else, Justin Fargus. I mean, it needs to be more leadership and accountability and stability if we are going to be a winning organization from here on out. So, you know what? As always, Raider Nation, stay strong, stay proud. Jersey Raider, I'm out. Well, I think the Cowboy game was good. I think it's good to have victory, especially at home. It's good. Uh, We have a lot of problems, though, and you can see what those problems are. First of all, I'll just tell you one of them, 14 penalties. I'll leave it at that. I've watched many preseason games, and nobody has that many penalties. So don't give me this crap about, oh, it's only preseason. That's a big problem. As far as Cable punches somebody out, you know what? You just tap at the firehouse, take someone back to the shed, and they go at it, and people come back, and, you know, it is what it is. A lot of testosterone. 
has nothing to do with the stability of the team and the coaching staff. This was some minor coach who's been a pain in the ass in the past. I'm sure all the players thought he was a you know a, an idiot too. So maybe it was a good thing. That's what I'm thinking. Thanks for the call, brother. It's always good. All right, who's next? Raider Nation, we have Raider Jaime from Bakersfield. And this guy has a message, and you guys better listen to it because it's pretty damn cool. What you got to say, my brother? This is Raider Jaime from Bakersfield. Come up with some news about uh, Shaz, man. Uh, from uh, Associated Press is saying that uh, Shaz broke a bone in his left foot, and they're saying that this kind of injury um, usually uh, takes about a month for recovery, you know, and by the time it gets in a uh, football condition, probably take another two, three weeks. Well, hopefully we'll be expecting them back. But um, I just want to say, you know, after after the news with uh, with cables, you know, and uh, Randy Hansen and stuff, I just want to I just want to speak out to the Raider Nation. And say, hey, you guys, you know what? We got to stay positive through all this, man, and just. Um, when we call in and stuff, you know, just, you know, give like comments, you know, just be positive because I'm sure, you know, because, you know, the acquaintance with uh, with Raider Greg and, and the Raider team, you know, I'm pretty sure they know him and I'm sure they, you know, they, you know, get on the podcast and, you know, listen to see what's going on once in a while and, you know, they, they feed off of what we got to say to them. So, I mean, you know, we just got to stay positive and, you know, just believe in 2009, you know. Because, you know, this this happens to every organization. You know, everybody's played with injuries. You know, stuff like this, you know. So I just, you know, want to want to put my two cents into this and, you know, just keep it on a positive level. And, you know, be strong, believe. We will we will be victorious this year. And, uh, well, that's all I got to say, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. I'll be talking to you guys soon. And uh, Raider Nation, love you guys and stay true. I'm out. You know, I couldn't have said it better myself, Raider Jaime. You know, the nation, we got to stick together, man. We got to stick behind our team, you know, and uh, now's the time we got to rally. We've been rallying this whole time. Win, lose, or tie, man. Raiders, silver and black, baby. Good job, Jaime. All right, who's next? We have the Virginia Raider. What do you have to say, brother? What's up, Raider Nation? It's the Virginia Raider. Man, there's been a lot of happenings going on the past uh, week or so. But now, I just got a tweet via David White that Lorenzo Neal has been waived. Um, I think they made room for Richard Baker, the safety. So that was kind of surprising, kind of a shock. I like Neal. I think he played good last Thursday against Dallas. He looked good. I'm watching the game actually right now on NFL Network. But he looked good. He's just a big bruiser. But then then again, that does show that Orrin O'Neal has recovered from his injury last year. And uh, he's showing some promise. So either way, it was kind of a shocker and still is. But uh, hopefully um, Baker can be brought back in and um, can can show some promise on defensive backfield. But uh that's all I got this week, guys. Peace. I, too, was surprised with the Lorenzo Neal uh, bomb. It was a huge bomb because he did play well, like I said before. He played well. And uh, 
I just don't think fullback is a position you should mess around with. There's a lot of fullbacks get hurt, as we had in Orrin O'Neill when he went down. Our running game suffered huge. That's a huge surprise. There must be something. There's a weasel in the hen house, I think. But that's my theory. All right, good call, man. Who's next? We have a new caller. j Dog, another Floridian. <laughs> you guys got to get together, man. What you got to say, baby? Hey, man. I love your fucking show. This is Raider j Dog, down in South Florida. There's not a lot of Raider fans out here. There's a booster club out in Tampa, but that's five hours away. Fucking Miami Dolphins fans. Anyway, I love your podcast, dude. It's fucking awesome. You know, you got the best show out there. And I was just listening to the radio going into work, and the guy on the radio is talking about Brandon Marshall, a little bitch, how he's upset. He feels that the team dissed him because they, they don't like the way they handled how he got acquitted or some bullshit. Fucking Broncos, they suck. <laughs> Bunch of fucking babies. Anyway, man, Raiders, they're going to fight for the division. And we're going to the playoffs, man. This is the year. You know, enough of this losing shit. And uh, do it for uh, Cooper, man, you know. Sorry to see him go. Sad story. But uh, take care, man. And uh, look forward to your next show. Bye. Thanks for the props, brother. Thank you so much for the props. Because, uh, you know, we appreciate all the love here at the Raider Nation podcast because we try to get the word out. And you know what I'm saying. And, yeah, the Broncos are going through some major issues. And Brandon Marshall wants to take his ball and go home. Well, good for him. Good for them. Nice talking to you. Goodbye, Shanna Rat, uh, and all that. Nice call, man. Thanks for calling in. All right, who's next? I got to tell you, man, this L.A. Raider, you are the bomb, dude. <laughs> that is a great take. <laughs> because you talk about one of our favorite and most adored sports columnists. Let me hear what you have to say, man. Tell the nation. Tell it like you mean it, brother. This is L.A. Raider coming to you again. Raider Nation, hopefully you enjoyed that win just as much as I did. I know it's just a preseason game, but at least it's a good win, and we're looking pretty damn good. And the real reason I'm calling is to tell you about Kawakami or Kawasaki or Suzy, whatever the fucking guy's name is, calling because this guy's talking shit once again, you know, on our Raiders, even though we did good, he's talking how because of that uh, whole cable thing, he got a fight with him in the sentence, he's making this like a big old fucking, you know, big thing, and it's, and it's not, it's a little internal fucking thing that, you know, the Raiders aren't talking about it, so you should just shut the fuck up, basically, and he says on his uh, Mercury News column here on the web website here, he says that uh, the Raiders, they're assaulting each other once again, and they're way too many more losses once again, it's the Raiders' ways these days, fuck you, Kawakami, you stupid little bastard. You complain about, you know, how bad the food is when you go there or just, you know, how the grass is not cut right. You know, all these players look in their shorts just because you don't like us. You find any little fucking thing. I don't know what the fuck they did to you, but, you know, 
little bastard to see your fucking words when the season's over. And he also said that that's probably the most likely option when Shell versus the ex-executive Lombardi, that they had a feud that fired both of them when the season was done. And that's probably what's going to most happen this time around. This says Cable will limp through this 2009 season, and it's another 5-11 and record for us, and then Cable's gone, he says. Well, fuck you, Kamakami, you little bastard. We'll see you eat your words when the season's over. And will we hear any fucking apologies? No, just like we did for our draft picks. Anyway, this is L.A. Raider. Raider Nation, out. And that would be Kawakami. Samurai. Of bullshit. You better believe it, man. He's a hater. Uh, John Herrera pointed to him one time in a press conference and said, you and your pot-smoking buddies... <laughs> there is a great hatred of Kawakami and, of course, Nancy Gay, who uh, Al Davis personally told to shut up at a press conference. <laughs> and she never was invited back. Isn't that great? You got to love that. That's the Raiders. We don't mess around and we don't give a crap if the sports media loves us or not. I love it. All right. Our last caller. Raider Jaime from Bakersfield. Man, you are Raider, silver and black, true through and through, my brother. Because what you got to say is ever so sweet. What do you got to say, brother? Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is uh, Raider Jaime from Bakersfield calling in. Hey, I was reading on um, on a blog over here talking about the that uh, Bill Williamson's from, the, I guess he's a San Francisco Chronicle talking shit. Something that happened like two weeks ago, August 6th. Supposedly Cable uh, hit uh, Hanson, one of the one of the trainers. Oh, it's a defensive uh, defensive assistant, Randy Hanson, that um, was punched by Cable's in the jaw. You know what, man? This shit happened two weeks ago. It may not even have happened, not the way they're describing it. You see, man, these assholes, just because shit's happening in their camp, you know, with fucking Crabtree and they're, they're getting punked by us, you know, it's it's fucking, these guys are fucking low, man. I mean, you can go start shit somewhere else, man, where there's fucking real shit happening. Ain't nothing happening in Raider camp, but everybody's happy. Even Greg Ellis talking about he's happy. You know, these guys ought to fucking go fuck around somewhere else, man. I'm fucking tired of this bullshit. We're trying to have a good season here, and these guys are trying to disrupt our year. They see something happening. They see something positive happening, punk motherfuckers. Raider Nation, stay true, man. Don't believe this fucking crap, man. It's all good in the fucking in the Raider camps, man, as far as I see it. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation, take care. Love you guys. Well, there you have it, man. Raider Jaime just laid it on out. It's just a bunch of bullshit. And San Francisco's media, and I mean Nancy Gay, and uh, that other big fatso, whatever his name is over there, um, Fat Ray Ratto, that big fatto, Ray Fatto, and his jowls, and all the other haters across the bay here, they all love to point a finger at the dirty laundry of the Oakland Raiders. And they don't look in their own backyard for the stadium debacle because they ain't got no money for a new stadium. So no news is good news, huh? And how about that Michael Crabtree? 
You got him a mock locker with mock underwear, some mock socks and shoes. How about a mock jersey? Because he ain't even there, partner. San Francisco got plenty of issues besides that, too. Don't tell me Singletary hasn't chewed some ass or pushed a coach or two from here or there. Because that's some bullshit. It's a high testosterone, high stress, high male environment. This shit just goes down in those environments. The military. There's another example of high stress. People go off and punch each other all the time. You can't handle the truth. It's just the way it is. Get the hell over it, San Francisco and everybody else. The Raiders aren't the best team in the league, but they're certainly not the worst. We've got good improvements on offense. We'll see about defense this weekend, and we'll really see about our offense without Chaz Schillens because it's a new year, folks. It's a good year, but let's see if it can be a great year. I'm hoping it can. Until next week, we'll talk about the Niner game see what happens. Keep an eye. Stay true. We're your silver and black. This is Raider Greg. And I'm out.